we always get the feedback. Well, if somebody search for my brand, they're going to purchase it anyway. That's not necessarily true. Even if they search for your brand, they may just be starting their search and may get distracted by other ads, other listings. I would just never go in assuming that, which is where a lot of the value for branded ad protection comes in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe, from Ad Advance, and today I'm joined by Mr. Matt Wicklund. So, Matt, how are you doing today? Any day I get a podcast with you, Joe, is a good day. <laughs> <laughs> we honestly had to do like three retakes of this start because I didn't tee them up right. So that, that was good. You're throwing curveballs at me already. <laughs> That that was beautiful. No. <laughs> so today on the podcast, what we want to focus on is kind of a fun topic to talk through. And we'll go through a scenario. So scenario is you have a certain amount of budget and now you have to cut it back. Or in another case, you can only add a certain amount of budget and you have to decide between if you're going to focus on branded terms or non-branded, meaning more like general search terms for your campaign. So I could put it in a branded campaign or I could put it in a non-branded campaign. So this is the key question that we wanted to kind of get into and talk through each of the different options. So maybe walk me through the different types and kind of key things that you see for branded versus non-branded. What's the differences? Yeah, sure. So if you were a more established brand on Amazon, chances are there's a pretty hefty amount of branded search, especially if you're in a niche where there's high repeat purchases where people circle back to buy your products at a later date, second time branded spend will likely make up some of your advertising spend. So that's where a shopper on Amazon keys in your branded search term. So ad advance advertising services, for example, if we had a product listed on Amazon. So anything that contains the brand name. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously unbranded spend would just be everything else. So that'd be, you know, general category keywords, like advertising services or PPC as just, you know, general category related yeah. terms. Yeah. Here, let's turn it into product. So let's do, let's do Tide as the product or laundry detergent kind of as a general keyword. Yeah, exactly. I think that definition is pretty obvious. So, you know, don't need to go too deep on examples there. Most likely that's, that's a much better one across all of Amazon. Amazon did uh, publish this stat recently, 69% of search on Amazon is to general category keywords. So laundry detergent versus Tide or Tide Pods, meaning 31% people are already looking for an established brand. So if you're one of those brands where there's a heavy amount of branded search, you have a more limited advertising budget, it can be difficult to figure out how do I allocate this? Will the shopper that's searching for my branded term find it organically? Or will my competition sweep in and take those, you know, high value top of search placements for sponsored brands, sponsored products, top of search, sponsored brand video. Like that's the age old question. Yeah. How much, how many sales will I lose if I don't bid branded terms? Or if I do, how many of those shoppers would have purchased organically? Yeah. Um, so my cannibalizing or yeah, consuming organic sales, paying for organic sales that or sales that I would have otherwise received organically. Yeah. So if you look at the combination between the two, so we'll take branded first. So I've got a branded campaign. And so it just focuses on anything tied related for this example, that campaign, it's going to convert really well because people who search for tide, if they click on your ad, they're likely going to buy. 
And so we're going to see great conversion rates. We're going to see lower ACoS because people convert more when they click on these ads. And the key question that always comes up is, all right, if I don't have my ad there, will they just scroll down and click my listing? Because they're looking for Tide. They're not going to buy from another competitor. And then I didn't even have to pay for that click. Or the opposite could happen is I search for Tide and now all of a sudden I see this new product that shows up. It looks really cool. I click in it and now all of a sudden I am a loyal customer to this new brand and I'm not searching for Tide anymore. And so one key question is how much do you truly need to protect your brand on Amazon? And if you look at the other side, so now let's say we just we're Tide but we just target laundry detergent. If my ad shows up at the top and say I've got a top of search sponsor products placement, if somebody clicks in, they didn't search specifically for me. They searched for the general product. So um, the conversion rate is going to be lower because it's more general. But I may have brought somebody new into the Tide product line who necessarily might not have purchased from that before. And so now I have this new to brand customer. Um, and, and so it's constantly this trade-off if you're looking between the two. If you just focus specifically on ACOS, it's always going to push you to branded. But that may not be the best decision overall. And so this is kind of the conundrum that we find ourselves in when comparing the two different options and really where do you allocate your budget overall. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that repeat purchase or new to brand point that you brought up is a really important one for the branded versus non-branded debate too. So let's say, you know, well, Tide is a perfect example. So it's a consumable product. There's high LTV, high repeat purchase rates. We get a new to brand customer in, somebody that's not already a Tide customer searching a general keyword. We can convert them multiple times in the future, either through subscribe and save or them circling back and finding the product organically. They're familiar with it. We have them in brand. So like, that category spend can be super valuable, but the debate there still exists because like we we want to prevent somebody from switching brands. So if they search Tide Bods and we're not defending that space, it's really easy for somebody to just click through on a competitor that maybe has a very comparable product, uh, similar, you know, reviews, ratings, and uh, you know, solid price points. Like yeah. They switch and that customer is now generating LTV and future orders for that other brand. So the debate still exists regardless, I guess, of LTV. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I I guess like on the new to brand subject, like my gut instinct is that I would rather invest in new to brand spend. So more like general or category related keywords for high LTV products, high repeat order rate products than a product that has low LTV, low repeat order rates, maybe higher price points, whatever, where they search branded term, they're not going to shop that brand most likely again after they make a purchase. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like for new to brand, that general category spends more valuable. What's your take on that? Yeah, there's two different ways of looking at it. Because at the same time, if they're coming back and now they're searching for my brand, I want to make sure that they don't defect and go to another brand when they are coming back. And so, yeah, it's, it's the tricky piece as you look at it. And I agree. So those new to brand customers, if you have like a higher repeat purchase rate, they're going to be worth more longer term. And so maybe I want to focus my budget more 
in those more general terms where we're going to get higher new to brand customers. And then if they're coming back, hopefully they're loyal enough to us where they're going to scroll through the top four ad placements, ignore those and find our organic ranking where we show up number one and then purchase for us. It's just the risk that if you don't protect your brand, now you do all this work and you get this new to brand customer in from an ad that's not going to have as good of a return. Um, so it costs you a decent amount to get that new to brand customer in. And then if you're not protecting your brand after that, now you could lose them. And now your lifetime of your value, lifetime value of your customer goes down. Right. Yeah. And, and so you can see how these kind of like build into each other or help. They, they help uh, kind of build up that high LTV. So I got the new, uh, new to brand customer coming in and now I make sure that my ads show up first. So I know that they purchase from me again and again. So they, they kind of correlate and build upon each other as you go. So it, it's a little bit harder to make the decision between one or the other. Yeah, totally. Yeah. An interesting stat. So uh, earlier I talked about like 69% of searches for like general category keywords, meaning 31% is branded search on Amazon as a whole. Yep. Another interesting study that Amazon did was on uh, the propensity of people to switch between brands on Amazon. Sure. So they looked at health and personal care specifically, and they found that 40% of shoppers that search a branded term end up purchasing a product from another brand, sure. which is a really high percent, I would say. But, you know, the flip side to that is it's you know, 60% of 31% of searches, there's a lot of percentages stacked together, but are likely to stay, stay in brand. So like without that ad. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that the key difficult piece is with the Amazon ecosystem, uh, it's becoming more and more saturated with ads too. And so, you know, I just did a video, it was a LinkedIn post that just posted and within 39 seconds of scrolling on Amazon, I encountered, I think it was like 44 ads or something. And if you looked at, like I just did a dog chew toy search and you look at the top and before I had to scroll down on the page before I could even see the first organic listing because I had a sponsor brand ad and then I had four sponsored products top of search ads and then I had to scroll down and finally I got to that first organic listing. And the fact of the matter is a lot of people just click on the first listing they see. A lot of people still don't even realize that there's ads on Amazon. And so they may just click through and be like, okay, this is the product that Amazon picked is best for me. I'm going for it. This is why we see such a great conversion rate for top of search ads. Um, and so with the way that Amazon's going, it's becoming more and more saturated. And so I feel like protecting your brand is getting more and more important just because organic searches are just getting pushed further and further down. So in general, if I had to weigh the two different options, I would first allocate my spend on protecting my brand, which I know is going to be a little bit lower cost and I'm going to get a solid return from it. And then once I have a solid foundation there now expanding a little bit more upper funnel to try to get those new to brand customers through those general search terms. And, you know, this is all generalizations for the product itself. It can definitely depend on how strong that brand name is and do you have high repeat purchases. But in general, I look at it as branded search is more building that foundation 
to make sure that if they do, if I, my funnels work right, they know my brand. Now they're searching for me that I'm finally converting that into a sale versus giving it up in that last search. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think focusing on scroll depth is really important too. So like we know how well top of search converts, it's like three times higher than other placements, two to three times in most instant, most cases. Sure. And click through rates are like off the charts higher for top of search. It's like 4% versus sub 1% sure. for top of search. So if you're missing out on those top of page, top of search result impressions, like you're missing out on a very high intent consumer base and you just have to scroll so deep. It's so easy for the shopper to lose their train of thought, you know, move, move away from their branded search when they're presented with all of these other competitive offers, you know, before they finally find it organically sure. halfway down the page or a third of the way down the page potentially. So I agree with that. I, I think branded spend is really important, preserving your loyal customer base or converting that interested shopper that's, you know, considered your product previously. I would say in terms of where your branded spend should go though, uh, at top of search. So focusing on sponsored brand top of search, sponsored brand video and sponsored product top of search, just to make sure it's as easy as possible to find the product after that, like rest of search personally, like I'm a little bit less interested in branded. I, I agree on that. Yep. Yep. Definitely agree there. If they're going, going all the way to the bottom of the search results at that point, like they're really not loyal branded shoppers anyway. So they may have used my brand to start the search, but if they went past our ads and our first organic ranking and they're all the way at the bottom of the search results, totally agree there. Not worth like spending that extra budget on rest of search. Yeah, exactly. That's why for like sponsored product campaigns, uh, brand defense campaigns, we pretty much always used fixed bids for the campaign bidding strategy sure. and then high top of search settings. And what that does versus like the dynamic down or dynamic up and down bid strategy options set at the campaign level is it ensures that Amazon Amazon's not dynamically reducing your bid before applying your top of search placement setting. So it helps you more reli reliably guarantee that top of search setting. So just for those listening, pro tip, you know, fixed bids, high top of search is a great strategy for your sponsor product campaigns. Yeah, yeah. I, I think another key piece too is, especially if you are currently investing in other upper funnel strategies. And this goes against the example a little bit because we're going to have to make the trade-off between general, more general non-branded search terms and branded. But, I mean, taking a step back, say if we have higher funnel DSP campaigns going and our key item or a key goal is to really, it's more traffic based and just getting that brand to stick in people's minds for that next time they're going to search for it. One of the items that we can track on the DSP side is the branded searches that come through and then the impact that DSP had to that. So for instance, say somebody is on weather.com, they see a DSP ad show up on the side and it's branded. They may not even realize that they're seeing it, but then 
all of a sudden I had to buy a laundry detergent. I just saw a Tide ad. I go to Amazon and now I type in Tide. You can see the impact where it's like, okay, we ran these branded ads. They may not have clicked on it, but it's stuck in their mind. Now you can see the branded search. And then at that point, now if we have good brand defense, uh, brand protection using our sponsored ads, now we can make sure that we're driving that to the final sale. And this may be some subconscious items where I don't, I don't even remember seeing that Tide ad, but I'm just searching for them. But my tie to that brand may not be as strong as like a loyal Tide customer. And so this is where brand protection can really come into play where, okay, I might type in Tide, but maybe I'm not totally tied to Tide. And now I see some other ads that look really interesting interesting and I end up purchasing from another brand. I feel like this is another key piece where that brand defense comes in. Yes, people may search for your brand, but they may not be specifically tied to Tide. <laughs> so, you know, another key thing is that even though people search for your brand doesn't mean that they're only going to buy your product. That just may be a starting point for their searches. Yeah. Yeah, a great example of the maybe like subconscious influence that like upper funnel strategies can have on brand recognition. We recent, recently ran a brand lift study for one of our larger DSP advertisers. So measuring the contribution of brand awareness to upper funnel strategies and the audience that was ad exposed versus the non ad exposed control audience, they were three times more likely to have heard of the advertise the the brand we advertised for but only 12% of those that were served an ad recalled seeing an ad so three three times more likely to recognize it but the vast majority of that that audience pool had no idea that they were ever served an ad so it kind of subconsciously influenced them they didn't know that they were being yeah influenced by by ads sure. as part of that and so a lot of those upper frontal strategies translate to branded search yeah, and then we ultimately convert them through brand defense or they find it organically. So it's a component of a full funnel structure that's important to have in place. Like we've always preached with DSP, with with sponsored ads, building a full funnel structure is, is really important. Yeah, and I think one piece to just kind of hit on and reemphasize is just the – we always get the feedback. Well, if somebody searched for my brand, they're going to purchase it anyway. And just want to bust that myth that that's not necessarily true. Even if they search for your brand, they may just be starting their search and may get distracted by other ads, other listings. So I would just never go in assuming that, which is where a lot of the value for branded ad protection comes in. Yeah, exactly. Just going back to that study, 40% in a very brand loyal category, health and personal care, sure. resulted in a purchase of a different brand. So. If you don't have those defensive measures in place, it just makes it much, much more easy and ramps up that percentage of, you know, loyal shoppers that that wind up switching to a competitor. So for those who have the question like, well, how much is my branded campaigns really cannibalizing my overall organic sales? Like what are ways that you can determine that? I mean, you could test shutting down brand defense campaigns, either, you know, negating branded terms I, I like to use like campaign negative phrase if we're going to do this across the full sponsored mix uh, and then see what the immediate impact is. You can stagger between on and off by like archiving those negatives and adding them back if you want to compare across like close date ranges and stuff like that mm -hmm. and just seeing what the immediate trade off is in advertising results and in business reports. That's one way. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the only key way that you can truly do it is turning on and off ads. I mean, you can cut back overall spend or you can reduce budget. So it goes off at a certain point of the day, but that can be a little bit harder to distill the data on when it turned off and everything like that. So the cleanest way is to just shut those campaigns off for a while and do some split tests and see how that works. Just know that Sometimes like organic rankings don't respond right away too. So there could be a, an organic ranking component that ties into it that you may not see the immediate impact from it. You might turn off your branded ads and then say, all right, you know, sales didn't really drop. I saved a lot of cash on this. This is great. We'll stop branded ads. But over time, you could lose organic ranking to some other competitors who are being much more aggressive, say with top of search. So another risk to keep in mind, but that's really the true way to be able to test the impact of your branded search and how much cannibalization of organic sales are really taking place. Yeah, totally. And chances are like you're winning the vast majority of top of search impressions for branded search. You're likely to be the most aggressive bidder for it. So competitors may be deterred to conquest your brand initially because of the high CPCs that they have to pay to get your branded impressions. Uh, it, you and they're also much less relevant. To yeah, you. So exactly. they're going to have to pay much more than you do to get that top placement just because your brand is obviously much more relevant than their brand to show up. Yeah. So just regarding like the instant impact versus long-term impact, a lot of competitors may not know that conquesting you is viable because in the past it hasn't been because they're paying $4 per click or whatever, you know, a very a high CPC to try and get your branded clicks or get impressions in those spots. You shut it down, all of a sudden the high bidder and the most competitive bidder backs out of the market. They're going to be able to achieve those for a lower CPC. That'll be immediate, but people won't catch on immediately necessarily. Or, you know, they can be slow to respond and recognize that trend. So over time, you could see, you know, more people vying for those top of search positions or, you know, better competitors vying for it, more relevant competitors vying for it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's they've now learned that it's, it's economically feasible for them to do it because you're not defending it. Sure. So through brand defense, you can also put pressure on your competition that's trying to conquest you. You can make them bleed, you yep. know, <laughs> make them pay $5 per click or $8 per click. You can drive up their advertising costs quite a bit where they, they yeah, it, it could be make or break for them on, all right, well, if they're not advertising, now my CPC just went down a decent amount. Now this makes sense to conquest their brand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I will say like, I think in every situation, some level of category or general spend is, is worthwhile, especially high LTV, like getting those new to brand customers in brand is so, so huge and benefiting from those future branded searches and organic conversions. And, and that's probably a great way to like caveat this too. So if you're advertising on Amazon and all you are doing is branded search, um, it's helping to protect some of those branded sales, but you're definitely not growing your market share overall. And so just keep that in mind, especially like we have some clients who are, or some people who reach out to us and they're really focused on ACOS 
and we look at their campaigns and it's all branded. And what's happened is over time, they've just driven whoever has been optimizing their campaigns to focus so much on ACOS that the only way you could achieve those ACOS goals are just through branded search. And so you're missing out on all this market expansion opportunity as you go, which isn't going to have as good of an ACoS because it's more general keywords. But just keep that in mind, too, that achieving the lowest ACoS possible is not always the key goal. If you want to do that, branded search is the way to go. But advertising is just one piece of your overall business. You have to look at the key impacts that you have and what's the key strategies. What, what are you truly trying to do with your advertising? So big caveat there is if you're just doing branded search, yep, you're protecting your brand, but you're really not growing your sales or expanding your market. It's like a retrenchment strategy at that point, because you're still going to lose some shoppers, even with the perfect brand defense strategy to other competitors. Yeah. Yep. So I'm protecting like, the ground I have right now, but I'm not gaining any ground exactly. whatsoever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So just in summary, you know, I think where we've concluded is that so for branded search, we kind of consider this as a foundational strategy that if we're going further up funnel, we want to make sure that we've got our brand protected in many cases. And so, you know, if we really had to do this like trade off between more general terms and branded search, you know, we might take a little combination of the two as we go. Um, but in general, we're probably going to lean towards protecting those branded search that we have. But if you're just doing that, you're not gaining any ground, like we said. So branded search, kind of a foundational strategy. But if you can, in many cases, you want to be going more a little bit further up funnel where you're targeting more general terms. This is where you're going to get your new to brand customers. This is where you're really going to grow your overall sales and establish yourself on Amazon. Yep. If you want to be passive, conservative, maintain branded spends, could be, you know, one of your course, not necessarily course, the major, majority of your ads, but maybe allocated to it. But if you want to truly grow your, grow your brand, benefit organic rankings to a larger degree, reach a wider audience, get new customers and brands, then that general category spend is the way to do it. Yep. Yep. Well, I think this was an awesome discussion. Matt, as always, awesome to have you on the podcast imparting your wisdom. So, all right. And for everybody else who's listening, thanks again for listening to the Ad Project Podcast. As always, we'll see you on the next episode.